Chris Watkin here, joined by Anthony Codling, who I consider is the seminal voice of the property industry when it comes to stats and things like that. Thanks for joining me today, Anthony. Um, 2021 has been a market of, of lower stock, um, lots and lots of buyers. We've got the issues, the awful issues in Eastern Europe. We've got increasing inflation, um, consumer confidence at an all-time low where do you see the property market going in 2022-23? Sure. Um, at worst, flat. Right? I think we're going to see million, just over a million housing transactions because as we've seen from the stamp duty holiday, a lot of up and down, jagged edges, and then back to where we were before. Right? The market continues. People need to move. In terms of inflation and cost of living, let's take inflation first. In an inflationary environment, highest inflation for a generation. Right? Now, you want to be in assets. Right, cash loses value in an inflationary environment. Assets go up. And we've got data, as you've seen. I'm not as good on stats as yourself, but we've got the stati- economic data um, that shows that house prices exceed, on the long-run basis, the retail price index. Right? That is great news if you own a house. Right? Because as inflation goes up, we get higher wages right? To, to deal with the cost of living increases. And funnily enough, if you have higher wages, mortgages are based on multiples of income, we have more money to spend on houses. We love houses. We spend more money on houses. Therefore, house prices go up. And also the amount that you borrow, the real value goes down as well. Yeah. You know, so my parents buying in the 70s, as, as I mentioned earlier, the 25% inflation with the first oil strike, their debt just disappeared, right? Not so for us, you know, very low inflation. That debt, really difficult to get down. But they saw house prices going up and the debt going down. You say in a flat in terms of transactions, which I do agree with you, that's a great measure of where the property market is. But a lot of people judge the property market on house prices. Do you think that is a wise judgment and bellwether of the property market? That's, again, another good question. So house prices generally show the confidence people have in the market, just like a share price. And, you know, we tend to like house prices going up because, you know, basics, more buyers than sellers. You've already said today, shortage of stock. Right. People still need to move. You know, lives change. People have babies. People die. People split up. And it's very, very, very stable market in terms of housing transactions. 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. No reason for that to change. But surely, uh, you know, in the last 12 months we've had, we're going to probably have a million and a half transactions. Do you think a lot of people move their house moving from 23, 24 upwards and we might just see a bit of a dip? Or do you, you know, there's only so many people that want to move. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. But if we look at the longer term stats, it's about 1.4 million housing transactions. For the last five, six, seven years, we've been at 1.1, 1 million. So I think there's still a lot of catch up actually to do. So yes, we've had a bump a year, right, driven by the spikes of stamp duty, but we've still got a lot of people. Yeah, hybrid model, a couple of days in the office, three days somewhere else. That's new demand and we haven't seen the outplaying of that yet. And where do you think house prices will go in the next two to three years? Two to three years, my base case is we're going to go up 5% this year. We're going to go up 5% next year. So 10% over two years. And where do you see the buy-to-let market going in the next couple of years in terms of the number of landlords and the available properties they have? Yeah, that's going to be fascinating to watch. You know, increased legislation, EPC issues. I think, I think not saying it's going to happen, but my, my, my working assumption at the moment is we're going to see an exodus of some buy-to-let landlords because the cost of getting the EPC certificates in place at the CELO level is going to be more, uh, not economic, right? But that will lead to properties coming on the market, which would be great for first-time buyers. 
So they'll be replaced by first-time buyers. And we could have the, the property ladder getting more accessible. And we could go back to a more traditional, you know, because people are essentially renting for longer because house prices have gone up so much. And you tend to buy as a couple. So you're renting what would normally have been your first property. I think as, as landlords maybe start to leave the market at the lower end, we'll get back to the normal method of first-time buyers. And what would your final message be to estate agents wondering how to be successful the next couple of years in relation to what you've said about the property market? I think it's just be on top of your clients, right? Be updating them with market information. I I guess the thing I'm always minded of is that at any one time, there's only about 3% of properties on the market for sale. So that means 97 out of 100 are not, right? And they're your big potential market. So send newsletters right out to your client base you know update them on what the market's doing be front of mind so when they do come to sell you're front of mind and they're more likely to come to you so you it's a it's a, it's a long play it's a slow play but it's probably quite a profitable play anthony thank you for your time today do check this man out he is ex- truly exceptional there's not many people in the industry i look up to but i tell you what this is one of them thank you for your time today thank you